there, Schmodown fans. This is Josh the Merc Rainer, and you are listening to episode 26 of Talking Schmodown. This uh, was a really interesting week, to say the least. Had a couple of really good matches that uh, went down, and I am so excited to get into everything that went down this week in the movie trivia Schmodown. So, let's just dive right into things, okay? I'm going to start off with uh, this week's this past week's episode of Inside Schmodown. Special guest, Rachel Silvestrini. She uh, has a, had a match uh, against Paul Preston later in the week. Uh, so, just to preface this, uh, Inside Schmodown airs usually Monday or Tuesdays, okay? And... Her match aired on Friday. So, Inside Schmodown aired first. Okay, let's get all that out of the way. As I was watching this episode of Inside Schmodown, I noticed something uh, that uh, was said by uh, one Mr. Ken Knapsack. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm assuming that, uh, you know, it wasn't meant as a spoiler because obviously this episode of Inside Schmodown was filmed after her and Paul's match was filmed. Uh, because he says something that completely spoils the outcome of their match. So if for some reason you're listening to this and you have not watched uh, the match yet, <laughs> I recommend not watching Inside Schmodown first. Uh, because he does, you know, Ken inadvertently does spoil uh, the outcome of that match. Um, but other than that, uh, we're going to kind of get into uh, some of the stuff that went down on Inside Schmodown. Um, Rachel is someone who is fairly new to this league, uh, but she is someone who's you know slowly making you know making a name for herself. You know when. When when anytime I see her name pop up, it, it piques my interest. You know, I she's a cool person, and I, I'm interested to see what else she can bring to the Schmodown. Um, I love uh, that she wasn't afraid to uh, correct Ken when he was mispronouncing her name. He uh, he, he called her Rachel Silverstrini, uh, and it's Rachel Silva Strini. There's no R. It's not Silver. It's Silva Strini. Uh, so for anybody out there who uh, has been getting it wrong, there you go. Um, they also uh, talked a bit about how uh, she kind of randomly discovered the Schmodown back at uh, WonderCon 2017. Uh, so I mean, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, this little story. Apparently, she was uh, at WonderCon looking over the program, spotted this Schmodown panel, had no idea what it was. Decided to go check it out, and uh, you know, everything from there is history. You know, she fell in love with it, and uh, I think that's awesome. You know, that's 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 really really cool uh, to just randomly go to this thing at a con and just fall in love with it, and and now be part of it. I, you know, that, that I think that's that's awesome. That's 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 fa- that, that's just fantastic. Um, she talks about her debut uh, during Anarchy with Devon Stewart against Corruption. Uh, uh, talks a little bit about the uh, Disney Exhibition match. 
and her time working for Disney on the uh, Beauty and the Beast Broadway tour. Um, she, she, she really, she is one of these people who you don't, you, you, you're not sure. She's kind of like, she's untested, you know, she's only had a couple of matches. So you're not, you're not sure what you're going to get, uh, from, from a Rachel Silvestrini. Uh, you know, for instance, during the, uh, tag, the team match against the movie guys, uh, she killed that, that Kevin Smith category. You know, uh, and even Ken talks about. It. He's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it may not be a category that most people kind of, kind of, you know, hedge their bets on. You know, um, but that was something that really stuck out to me personally, and kind of kept her in my mind because Kevin, the Kevin Smith category, that is definitely what, like if I was if I was in the Schmodown and and they were listing off my my strengths, my strong categories, Kevin Smith would be one of those categories, absolutely. Uh, I was keeping pace, you know, answering all the questions just like she did. Uh, and uh, so right there, I was like, yeah, she's one that I'm going to keep my eye on, definitely. Uh, so like I said, you know, uh, Ken definitely spoiled the uh, the Rachel versus Paul Preston match. Um, he What he says, he says... Uh, you you lost a, a match to Paul Preston, and I had to stop. I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" So I rewound it. I actually, I was like, "Hold on a second. And I actually rewound the video and and hit play again and and listen to it closely. And he, you know, he says he says you lost a match to Paul Preston. I was like, "Wait a minute. I'm pretty sure they won that match." against uh the movie guys and i double checked to make sure i was like well maybe i was wrong but no they did they you know inky the brain you know beat the movie guys and i was like i'm pretty sure that neither of them have played in singles yet and again you know after checking sure enough this is their debut in the singles so i was like he totally just spoiled that match and like I said, it's inadvertent. You know, he wasn't you know, trying to spoil the match um, because I know that they kind of film a lot of these inside schmodowns and kind of bank them and move them around and decide where they're going to place them. Um, you know, we've kind of seen stuff like this before. Uh, I've never seen a spoil a spoiler happen on it, but you know, we've we've seen things where you uh, it's obvious that it's uh, you know kind of a bit of an older uh, video. Um, that was filmed, you know, kind of a, a ways ago. Uh, but yeah, I, I've never, I've never ran across something like that where it was, a, it was a spoiler. Um, I'm assuming that the editing team didn't catch, either didn't catch it when it happened, or f- just completely forgot about it at the, up to this point. You know, because once they knew, like, once they knew that it was going to air before that match, if they had remembered that there was a spoiler in there i would have hoped that they would go back in there and edit that out maybe just kind of like bleep it so you don't even hear it you know you don't even have to cut anything just cut the sound from it so you're like oh hey what was that oh it must have been like a a random spoiler or something okay um but yeah so i I thought that was kind of interesting if you if you watched the match i mean obviously if you're listening to this i i've already spoiled it so it doesn't really matter at that point 
Um, but go back and if you haven't, if you haven't, even if you did watch or, watch or listen to Inside Shmodown, go back. If you didn't catch that the first time around, go back in and listen for it. You'll hear it. It's, it was, uh, I, I just, I don't know, it kind of, it kind of took me aback. I was shocked by it. But enough with that, we're going to get right into the matches for the week. Match number one this week was The Family, uh, Andrew Guy and Drew McWeeney versus Only Stupid Answers, which uh, is normally DJ Wooldridge and uh, Sam Basher. Um, however, this match had been uh, promoted as it just being DJ, uh, as, as Sam was apparently not available uh, to compete in the match. Um, so Mark Ellis, Clark Wolf on the desk, they even talk about this at the beginning that, uh, it's just DJ there, um, you know, kind of on his own or whatever. But, uh, this is that, this is one of those matches that was set up by Robert Meyer Burnett, uh, and, you know, since he's the commissioner for the month. So, you know, maybe since it, it may have gotten thrown together real quick, and Sam couldn't make it, you know, it, it, things do happen. But as we find out during the oh, the intro uh, promos for uh, uh, both teams, DJ does have himself a partner, and he winds up pulling Robert from the uh, Fanatics up to be his partner. If you guys are uh, patrons, you'll probably recognize him because... Uh, they post uh, their Emma posts their videos up on uh, the Patreon, so you know that's like as soon as he kind of went up on uh, onto the stage, I was like, hey, I, I recognize that guy. He's one of the reactors. He's the one uh, that uh, that that's on on Patreon. Um, so I was I was like, okay, I recognize this guy. Um, I I hadn't watched any of their stuff to be honest with you, um, and I honestly didn't know. Uh, that uh, they were like their name was the Sin Fanatics. Um, so you know it's something new that I know now, but I definitely recognized them. So I thought that was kind of cool um, that they obviously were there uh, and able to do that. Uh, so we got an opening scene, uh, and really all it was it was the the scene with Kaiser and Robert Meyer Burnett, uh, where uh, Burnett doesn't know who Kaiser is and he calls him Lou. They showed this. Uh, video during the the a live event, the San Diego live event uh, videos. Um, so I'm not sure what happened there. I don't know if uh, they were supposed to show a different one during either the the San Diego Comic Con event or during this one. But they just they did they reshowed that exact same video. Um, I thought it was kind of weird, uh, kind of pointless, I guess, because you, you know if you watched the San Diego live event, you already saw it. So out first comes DJ. He uh, comes up the curtain, and then he has Robert come out from the audience, which I thought was kind of cool. I liked uh, I liked the way they did that. I thought it really fit because you know DJ came out. He didn't have a partner, and so he had him come out from the audience. I thought that was kind of cool. And then obviously next out comes the family, and they are ready to go. So we get into round number one. Um, I'll be honest, this was kind of a lackluster round. Uh, you know, no perfect rounds. Uh, the highest score for any competitor was was six points, which is decent. Um, but it's 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 really like you have someone like Drew McWeeny in there. You expect at minimum seven points. You really, you, you know, that's kind of what you 
what you come to expect from someone like a like a Drew McWeeny. Uh, he wound up with six points. Both him and uh, Andrew Guy had six points, uh, whereas uh, Robert ended up with four points and DJ had five. Robert really had a, a real rough first half uh, of this round, missing his first four questions. But luckily, he was able to pick it up and answer the back four. Um, DJ just kind of missing here and there throughout. It was it was kind of rough for uh, only stupid answers. It really was. Um, they just they unfortunately they were up against an opponent who, if you miss answers, it's it, it's really detrimental to uh, you know the rest of the match. It really is. So then we got into round number two. Uh, the family deferred only stupid answers, uh, letting Robert go up. Uh, spun comedy. They respin and land on Charlize Theron. Um, they do okay in this round. They got four out of their six uh, questions uh, for six out of a, out of a possible twelve. I mean, it's not great, but it could have been worse. They did allow uh, two steals. One of those steals, a fucking reindeer games question. I never thought I would hear a fucking reindeer games question. I thought that was kind of awesome. Uh, I kind of wish it was a bit more um, than just like, you know, who, who was the director or whatever. But, you know, maybe a little bit more in depth or something. Because I, it's, it is a bad movie. Now, you know, as I've, as I've grown older and have, you know, have been critiquing films for a few years now, uh, I, I've come to realize that this is not a, a, a good film. But uh, I used to watch that movie a shit ton when I was younger. Uh, I had it on VHS and watched it all the time, man. Me and my brother, we, I don't know why, we just, we loved watching that movie. Um, so it's kind of like, that That would kind of almost be like uh, like the definition of like a guilty pleasure. You know, it's like one of those really bad movies, but you, you can't help but love it, you know. So at the end of this portion of round two, uh, it's fifteen or 14 to 15 in favor of Only Stupid Answers. So they are up by a point, but when you, when, when someone like, like Drew McGuini still has a full round two, full six questions, you don't want to be that close. You want to have a nice gap to kind of make them work for it. Um, the family goes up, spins uh, 90s, and decides they don't want that, respins, and, and as fate had it, they land on 90s yet again. And honestly, it didn't really matter because they they crushed this category. Uh, getting all six of their questions correct for 11 points out of the possible 12, only going to multiple choice one time. Um, if they hadn't gone to multiple choice, if they had been able to get the answer correct for the full two points, they would have actually gotten a round two knockout. Uh, it would have been over right there. But since they did have to go to multiple choice, uh, only stupid answers was able to hang on for just a little bit uh, and get themselves into round number three, where they go and answer all three of their round three questions. You know, this is like the ultimate underdog story uh, for for this portion of the round, at least. You know, they're down by ten. If 
if they can't get these questions right, if they miss one question, then they are done. Then it's a TKO and they are done. But they knock it out of the park and get all three of them right, forcing the family to answer questions, taking the TKO completely off the table. Then we go to the family and Andrew Guy misses his first question. So it's like, what is going to happen here? His only stupid answers actually got a chance to take this? That's crazy. There's no way the family is going to miss all three, but could it happen? Hey, man, anything can happen in the Schmodown. Uh, but unfortunately for only stupid answers, no. Drew McWinnie did get his uh, th- three-point question, and the family wins 28-25. to 25. Uh but good uh, good news for only stupid answers. According to Emma, apparently this match because it wasn't uh, both uh, Sam and uh, uh, DJ uh, it, since they had they brought in uh, a new partner like a stand-in. Uh, apparently this match does not count toward uh, only stupid answers record. Uh, I believe it still counts toward uh, the family's record, so it gives them a win, but it does not, apparently the loss will not go on uh, their, on Only Stupid Answers' record, which I thought was kind of interesting, you don't usually see stuff like that, um, so I, I don't know, I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. Uh, during the uh, outro uh, inter- interviews, uh, Robert's partner from the Cine Fanatic, Sam, came in and pulled him away and t- took him out of there, I thought that was actually really funny, so obviously he was there. You know, or he was there, uh, so maybe they could have done something there, but uh, I, I don't know. I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. I also, I'd, I'd, I would be curious to know what the thought process was behind uh, having Robert come up, uh, or, or yeah, go up, and not uh, his his partner from, from the Cine Fanatics, uh, whose name I uh, am unclear on. Um, yeah, so seeing... Uh, Emma have to listen to Robert Meyer Burnett. Uh, give uh, give some praise to the family. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, uh, Robert Meyer Burnett announced uh, that they are doing uh, their round one tourney op- uh, opponents, and it will be the Wild Berries. That's right, the round one uh, Ultimate Schmodown tournament uh, opponents for the family will be the Wild Berries. You know, Burnett really wants to set them on a track to breeze through this tournament and make it all the way to the end. And I love the Wildberries, all right? And, you know, theoretically, they could upset and beat the family. But the odds are more so in the family's favor, and that's what uh, Burnett is definitely banking on there. Um, also, something cool that I found out during this match, Clark Wolf uh, will be in a new movie coming out called Satanic Panic. Uh, you know, that definitely suits uh, Clark Wolf, a cool little horror movie. Uh, so definitely check out Satanic Panic when it comes out and uh, keep an eye out for Clark Wolf as you watch it. Uh, then we got an ending scene. It was Emma in her office. Apparently John Roca's hats are everywhere. Uh, and then this big dude dressed up like a Viking comes in, calls himself the Warfather. 
wants an inner geekdom match. She winds up granting him a triple threat match against uh, Chandru and David Moore. Now, who the fuck is the Warfather? Who is this guy? I couldn't find anything out about this dude. I have no idea who he is. If any of you out there have any idea who the Warfather is, let me know. So then we get into match number two, and this is the main event. Rachel Silvestrini versus Paul Preston. Now, earlier I did, you know, essentially spoil it because I told you what Ken had said on Inside Schmodown. However, this was uh, this was a really good match. I really enjoyed watching this one. Um, like I said before, both players making their singles debut here. Uh, we did get a little opening scene. It was a funny little bit with uh, uh, Paul and Adam from, you know, the movie guys. Adam, he was in such a funk, apparently, from uh, their loss against Inky in the Brain that he barricaded himself inside of a trash fort. Bunch of garbage cans and everything uh, kind of set up like a little fort. I thought it was pretty funny. It was a nice little sketch uh, kind of a thing that they did. I really enjoyed watching it. These guys are, are pretty entertaining. Um, and, you know, just from watching the promos, man, you can tell that Paul, he's a pretty funny dude. Um, and on a side note, something uh, interesting that I'd like to share with uh, the Schmodown fans and the, and the Talking Schmodown fans. Paul and I actually went to the same college, SUNY Fredonia in uh, western New York. We actually chatted about it for a little bit, uh, which I, I thought it was really cool. He's a really cool dude. I thought it was such a huge coincidence. I don't know anybody out, you know, out there that, you know went to my school like that I've talked to. I'm sure there are plenty of people who, you know, went to the same college as me and moved out to California and are doing stuff. But to be able to do this podcast and cuz the way I found out was I did the I did the podcast about uh Inky the Brain and and the movie guys and he listened to it because I had uh tagged him and he listened to it, and then I, I, you know, he must have looked me up and saw that uh, I, that my, you know, it said that I went to SUNY Fredonia, and so he reached out, he direct messaged me, and and we started chatting about it, and it was really cool. He's a really cool dude. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, you know where he goes in the showdown. So um, let's uh, let's just get into it. Uh, out first was Paul the Powder Keg Preston. I thought it was a cool little nickname. Uh, with his tag partner Adam, the he did a little protein powder bit, which was pretty funny. Where he like scooped some, put it in his hand, and, like threw it out into the air. I thought it was I thought it was pretty funny. This whole thing with like the protein powder is pretty cool. Um, and then out comes Rachel Silvestrini. Uh, you know, no fluff to to her entrance. She just comes out. You know, gets ready for the match. Uh, so round one goes into play. Uh, Paul does really well during this round. He almost gets another uh, perfect round because during the, uh, the the tag team match that they had, uh, Paul actually got a perfect round during that, um, and he almost got it. He missed the uh, second to last question, um, and he, if he hadn't missed that question, he would have had his second perfect round. Um, this was a rough round for Rachel. She only wound up with four points out of the possible eight. Uh, she came close on a couple of answers, uh, but was just off by a little bit. Like she, uh, 
uh, misspelled and mispronounced uh, Mila Jovovich. Uh, I think she wrote like uh, Jovanovich, something like that. Um, And then uh, uh, Moonrise Kingdom, she wrote uh, Moonlight Kingdom. You know, stuff like that, like stuff where it's like she, she knew it. But it just it just kind of came out a little wrong, you know, which sucks, you know, because it's like you're you're trying to get these answers out quickly, obviously, and it's like you're so sure it's this one little thing, and it's just it's just a slight difference, and that really sucks. It, I almost feel like it'd be better if you just flat out didn't know the answer uh, than getting it wrong in that that way, you know. So round one ends four to seven in favor of Paul. Uh, and we move on into round number two, and he spins drama, re-spins, lands on Spinner's Choice, and takes Directors, which I thought was an interesting choice. It's not one that you tend to see people uh, just take when they land on Spinner's Choice. So I was like, hmm, okay, we'll see how this goes. He ends up getting three out of the four questions correct for six total points. Um, he went to multiple choice on uh, the, his second question and missed that one and uh, allowed Rachel to get the steal, which it actually happened to be a Disney uh, question also. It was a Disney director's question. Uh, and, she, you know, of course, Rachel was able to get that one. She took her time. She made sure she understood the question, heard the answer choices, and got that one-point steal. Uh, so that ends round that portion of round two, five to thirteen. You know, Paul's got a nice eight-point lead there going into uh, Rachel's uh, spin, uh, which means that she would have to completely clear her board uh, with no multiple choice in order to uh, tie up this this game. So she spins Spielberg, uh, and she thinks about it a little bit, decides respins, and lands on you guessed it. Disney movies, which is one of her listed strengths. Uh, really, her strength, you know, got Kevin Smith, you got Disney movies. I'm sure there's other stuff, but those are two of her big strengths. And she lands on Disney movies. Um, she gets all four of her questions correct. Unfortunately, she did have to go multiple choice on three of them. So she only got five out of eight total points. They were kind of tough, man. Like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, wow. These are kind of deep cut kind of questions, a bit tougher than uh, than what you would expect from the Disney uh, uh, one. And I'm wondering if that Disney exhibition match kind of ate up a bunch of the lower, uh, like the easier kind of questions, you know. So I don't know, man. Some of these exhibition matches might screw over some of the competitors later on. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, so at the end of round two, uh, Rachel is trailing by three points. It is 10 to 13. Um, like I said, that round was a bit tougher than she thought it was going to be. Uh, so she has a little bit of work uh, for her coming into round number three. So we get into round three. Uh, Rachel answers her two-point question and unfortunately is unable to get her three or five. Um, her five, oh man, this one was so heartbreaking to watch. You know, she she knew the answer. She knew that it was Nathan Fillion, but she could not pull his name out of her head. You can hear her quietly say, oh, he plays Captain Male, Castle. And I'm like, because it, it was the question about Waitress. 
and I haven't seen the movie. I do know that uh, it's I believe Carrie Russell's in it. I've seen like the like the cover of the DVD or whatever of it, um, but I actually have not seen it myself, so I didn't know he was in the movie. But as soon as I heard her say, "Oh, he's you know he plays Captain Mail Castle," I'm like, "Oh shit, it's Nathan Fillion," um, and she, you know, so obviously she knew who it was, but she just could not for the life of her pull out uh, the name. She used all her JTE rules. And just could not pull the name uh, out. So Paul Preston gets the win via TKO uh, 12 to 13. This was a nice, impressive match for Paul. He he did really really well here. Um, I believe he only missed two two questions total. Yeah, one in uh, one question in round one, and uh, one question in round two. And that's it. He didn't have to answer any of his round three questions, so we don't know, you know, where it would have gone there. But you know, he only missed two questions, and that's that's impressive, you know. So I think Paul definitely has a future here, um, and I, I'd like to see the movie guys, you know, as a team a bit more. So I'm really hoping that uh, that the team of the movie guys will make it into the tournament. Uh, but now with this win. This puts him into the singles tournament. That, that This is a, a qualifier, I believe. Um, so, congrats, Paul. Uh, you are now officially a, uh, a winning record holder in the movie trivia showdown. Uh, so, I hope that uh, it doesn't go to your head. Uh, but as we saw during the uh, post-interview... He uh, does have someone in mind to challenge next, and that is Miss, uh, that is one Professor Lon Harris. So uh, I'm interested to see if uh, that will happen or not. And uh, that wraps up everything. You know, it was a they're fairly quick matches, pretty straightforward. No, really, no controversies uh, to speak of. So you know, it was it was real nice and simple to get through. Um, so coming up next week, we actually have the Inner Geekdom Triple Threat match that uh, that Emma uh, granted the Warfather earlier. It's going to be uh, Chandru uh, Dondapani versus David Moore versus Warfather. And that is actually up on uh, Patreon right now. So uh, if, if you are any any level of, of Patreon, a dollar and up, and you know, you can actually go and watch that match right now. Uh, on Thursday, it will drop on YouTube for everybody to watch. Um, and then also uh, on the schedule over on TriviaSD.com, uh, it says Lon Harris versus TBD. Uh, so I'm wondering if this will actually be, this TBD opponent will actually be Paul Preston. Since he did challenge Lon, it, it and then all of a sudden Lon's got a match, it kind of makes sense that it would be Paul. Uh, to me, it makes sense at least. Uh, so I guess I guess we'll have to wait and see um, who it winds up being on Friday. Uh, and also, the other thing that makes me think it's going to be Paul is that uh, this week's inside. Yeah, so this week's the week that we're currently in uh, inside Schmodown is with Paul Preston. So it really because they tend to do that. Uh, for the last several weeks, for the last like probably a couple, at least a couple months, um, they they've been kind of linking the Insight Schmodown with somebody who has a match, 
so like they you really felt the the prominence of it during the um the those three like what I'm calling competitor weeks. You had uh, Janine week, uh, Zipper week, and Merle week, where they had each had two matches and they were on Inside Schmodown. Um, and so then this past week, it was Rachel Silvestrini on Inside Schmodown, and she had a match. And now this like the week we're in, the one that I'll be covering on next week's episode, you got Paul Preston on Inside Schmodown, and Paul Preston already challenged Lon Harris. And now Lon Harris has a match. It would make sense if it is Paul Preston. So, uh, like I said, I guess we'll see. Uh, and also coming up, we have the New York Live event on August 31st. You have Haley Fouch versus Ethan Irwin. And Paul Oyama will be defending his title for the first time against either Jeff Snyder, Ben Bateman, or Mike Kalinowski. Let me know who you're hoping to see Paul go up against and who you think will actually win the title. Uh, then we have uh, the Tempe, Arizona show on September 14th. Late to the party versus the Wildberries. That'll be a, a fun match. And then Chance Ellison versus William Bibiani in a round one match for the Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament. Uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped for that. I think it'll be a, a pretty interesting match. I love watching Bibbs do his thing. Uh, and, and I hope he... He teaches uh, Chance a lesson, gives corruption a little something to think about. <laughs> and then on uh, October 19th will be the Orlando uh, show. And then in November we'll start the Teams Tournament. And the Schmodown Spectacular uh, is coming in December. Uh, I guess Christian had said that they're aiming for the 7th. So uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I am super pumped for the Spectacular. So that is it, everybody. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Uh, this was a, a real fun week in the Schmodown, and I can't wait to talk more about it next week. Uh, so you can find me on uh, all the social media platforms, uh, Facebook and YouTube at Merc with a Movie Blog, and on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Movie blog Merc. Uh, I've got the Merc with Movie Blog podcast network uh, up and running. It is on SoundCloud and on all the other major podcast platforms, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, I'm contemplating uh, moving over to uh, Anchor since it is free. I'm currently paying for my uh, SoundCloud account and uh, so uh, you know that could be very helpful. <laughs> so when that happens, I will kind of keep you guys updated uh, of how all that goes. Uh, we also have a couple of other shows on this network. We have After Live, which is the unofficial Collider Live after show. Uh, it's, it's a great time. Uh, we have Mike, Wade, Kalen, Sarah. They they just do a fantastic job of hosting that show. Uh, we've had David B. on a bunch of times. For those of you who are Collider Live fans, you know exactly who that is. Uh, and we have another podcast. It is a Bachelor Nation podcast. It covers The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, and it is called Go Get That Rose. Uh, it's Sarah and Wade from After Live 
doing uh, this podcast, and they do a phenomenal job uh, hosting this. They they have a, a fun time, kind of poking fun at it a little bit, and really just kind of diving in to all the drama that takes place on those shows. Uh, and they are actually starting up uh, Bachelor in Paradise started this week, so they'll be doing that. Um, so if you are into that kind of stuff, definitely give it a listen. Again, it's called uh, Go Get That Rose, and you can find it on, on this network, all the, the big uh, uh, platforms for podcasts. You can definitely check us out there. Again, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm really trying to build the Twitter account uh, and, and uh, give us a, a, a follow there. Again, it's Merck, or uh, it's Movie at Movie Blog Merck. M O V I E B L O G M E R C. Movie Blog Merck. Uh, I, I post all kinds of stuff over there for all the shows and for uh, other stuff. I post my uh, movie reviews there, uh, my written reviews that I do for MerkWithMovieBlog.com, which you can check out uh, there. Uh, recently did one for the uh, straight-to-DVD uh, horror movie Critters Attack, the fifth film in the franchise. So check that out. Again, I am Josh the Merc Rainer, and we have been talking Schmodown. See you next week.